20 minutes away from 12 o'clock. 20 minutes away from our next guest, uh, horse running, I understand. Uh, Jamie Tout, who's had, what, 20-odd years in professional sport, amateur sport, grassroots, uh, strength and conditioning, just a top bloke joins the program. Jamie, how are you doing? Good, McCarty. Snake, how you doing, mate? Good ATS. Yeah, great. Hey, Taddy, how's it going? You all good? Mate, I'm, go- I'm going good. Hopefully better in about uh, 23 minutes, but we'll see how it goes. Are you more nervous for the ABs or for your horse running in 23 minutes' time? Oh, shit, that's, that's unfair. Um, <laughs> no, I think, the, I think the All Blacks are in a good space, mate, so I don't need to be nervous there. This horse is an unknown quantity. I think the All Blacks are a known one. All right, we've got some high-performance questions to throw you away. Why on earth do people need curfews? Let them go to bed when they want. <laughs> Fair, McCarty. Look, I think there's a couple of ways to look at this, mate. Um, one is in sort of the physical mental state of what you need to turn up to do any job. And I, I can guarantee if you were out in the bender last night and you hadn't turned up and done your prep, as I saw you had this morning looking at their rugby rule book, uh, you'd probably throw TS under the bus. He, wouldn't, he probably wouldn't have looked at it. And uh, next minute, you're both in trouble. So... I think um, there's that side of it, how you turn up to your, to your day job and how you do your work. And uh, guys like Nick Gill and Pete Gallagher, they put a huge amount of effort into making sure uh, the lads are at their, their physical best. And uh, if you look at any other element of their program, it is highly coordinated. They, they know what they're doing in the gym. They know when they're going on the field and for how long. And I guess what I'm getting at there is, is there's also that massive element of recovery and sleep. So... I guess in that, in that side of things, they're trying to uh, create those curfews for the physical and the, and the mental well-being of the athlete. But on the other hand, you're also doing it as part of your, your culture and connection and cohesion of the team. And uh, I think in everything we do, you've got that expectation around what you, what you, you, you see of others and what you expect of others. And um, over time, we've seen a lot of instances uh, through different campaigns. Uh, you go back to when Dan Carter and the lads took a, a cab to the church from Cardiff that night and then they got there two hours early and decided to turn around and come back but look they still got an earful when they returned that maybe wasn't the right thing to do so I think there's yeah like I say there's two ways of looking at it and probably that's my take on it yeah I mean I remember uh Taddy you used to make us do like five minute ice baths and then it changed the next year it was like one minute ice three one minute ice baths mixed with hot colds I mean Lipton Lipton tea in there yeah then period uh, Towards the end of my career, the, towards the end of my career, there was the um, the vacuum legs that you put on. It's like you know where you, you inflated them, and then that was good for recovery. Like, is there overkill, or do you think that you can never recover enough? Because I know at the NZCIS over there, you've got a lot of tools for players. Um, it's definitely a lot more professional than it was when I was playing, and you were our SNC. That's for sure. Yeah, well, mate, um, professionalism should never be judged by, by money. It should be judged by behaviours. And I think uh, when we talk about behaviours, you, you don't do things that don't make you feel good, right? So um, if, if the recovery, whatever your, your flavour is, whether it's uh, a plunge or a sauna or whatever it might be, we always sort of use the, well, if it doesn't, doesn't make you feel better, don't do it, is uh, in simple mm. terms what, what sort of I've uh, often said. I think, so yes, the reason we went from doing a five-minute plunge to a one-minute with you, mate, is you, you've got no body fat, so... I think you're just getting... And lots getting, of fur. Uh, <laughs> lots of fur. They didn't have that insulation. Maybe some of the others did. But um, <laughs> there, is a, there, is a, there, is a, there is a methodology out there that looks at whether you should be doing cold plunge or hot plunge or whether you should be doing the, the contrast therapy. 
And I think um, we had Sweden stay with us for the FIFA Women's World Cup. And look, they had actually requested the ice bars were colder than we had them set at. And there is some research out there now that uh, looking below eight degrees um, might be the sweet spot, where in recent times, we've always thought that anything below about eight degrees, you don't get the adherence. <laughs> People just don't stay in that, that much cold water for that long. So we mm. currently set ours out here um, at 12 degrees. Um, we have our hot plunge set at 38, and I think um, probably by popular choice, the hot plunge probably does get a bit more use. Um, but they have got different different benefits to having either a cold or a hot plunge as well. But yeah, you've got lots of cool tools out here, lads. You need to come and try them. Yeah, I look forward to that, and hopefully we can get you on the show more regularly. Uh, we always learn so much. Before we let you go and focus in on this race, uh, the week leading up to a big game, um, the players... No, it's a massive game. It must be draining to them physically and um, mentally just getting to kick off. You know, th- th- these yeah. big weeks, like playing the game before the game is played, that, that, like, th- th- are they real things? Will they impact an athlete? It's draining McCarthy, McCarthy as a fan. It is. It is. <laughs> I, think, um, I think like anything, the, the benefit a lot of those lads have got in that team right now is they've been in these situations before and that that like anything it's like any form of conditioning or training the more you do it you put yourself in those situations the better you are at dealing with it um, but it, it, it is a real thing um, and everyone deals with it differently and not saying this was the case with what we we're talking about with curfews earlier but having those breaks and time out and when you need them is is really part of the coaching art as well and Fozzie and the guys will be very cognizant to that is how do you sort of create those um, moments away from the game and Separating the mahi and the treats is, is something that um, a lot of coaches spend a lot of time doing. You've got some guys who are exceptional at it. Um, guys like Alan Bunting over the years have shown that he is very good at it, understanding the athlete and taking those breaks. Um, you've got something that they refer to as a you've inverted U-shape. And by that, there's a relationship between arousal levels and performance. And with some athletes, they need to be really amped up and doing the chahu uh, as they walk out, and, and that gets them fired up. And you've got other athletes who want to walk out last and, and just be a bit lazy about it and seem like they're, they're ultra-relaxed. So, look, there, there is a balance there, but it is a real thing, mate, and it's something that um, hopefully we'll see the All Blacks manage really well tomorrow morning. Teddy, I want to I wanna get a sense for the other side of the coin. We've got about one minute. So. The support staff. So, from yep. your perspective, does the head coach ask you as support staff to be very relaxed and resolved leading into these big games? Yeah, look, T.S., you know, you know me, mate, I often wear my heart on my sleeve and that sort of comes as a good thing and a bad thing. But I think as a rule, you need to be the duck. You need to be the one that looks like it's all good above the surface regardless of what's happening underneath it. And whatever you do, it does have an impact on the athlete and sometimes it's just an ability to fade away into the background and get what you need getting done and leave the athlete to be ready and just be that extra set of eyes for the coach when you, when you see something, get alongside them and... Sometimes it's a nothing, and sometimes it's something that we can intervene and, and try and help with. Well, thank you, Jamie, for dropping by and uh, giving us our high-performance zen. We feel more enlightened and, and certainly more informed, and Grant's definitely more aroused after hearing your voice. Yeah, what's the name of the horse? I want to get aroused in about about 16 minutes' time. What's the name of the horse, Tally? Tell us, because we've got the good oil coming on a little bit later on, I think. Mate, we've got Mazzucato racing in the second race uh, down in Ashburton today. Uh, she's going to start favourite probably. Um, run, run nicely at Rickon last start. Uh, got Palmer on board. 
as part of the Tiakao team. Look, they're another high-performance team around New Zealand. If you don't get on board with those guys buying a horse, you're, you're mad. But um, they should go okay today, mate. Look, I think if you're looking for a tip, uh, Aromatic probably in, uh, in Hastings, race eight. Uh, good each way odds there. And I think the Phoenix is going to uh, tip up over the city tomorrow too. Jeez. Absolutely. You sound like you should be on the good oil. Like, You're oh. going to get an invite. <laughs> Jody's going to be. Don't go on holiday, Grant. Don't ever go on holiday, mate. Uh, thanks, Jamie. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Take it easy. Catch you. It's our high performance guru, Mr. Jamie Town. Uh, we will take a break, a little bit away from 12.